listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy and Jay Grunberg. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, and I've got with me... Mr. Jay Grunberg. There you go, in the house. I don't know if we need a, a applause for that. Oh. That's all you get. All right, so <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight here on Electrician Live, and we've got a great topics to discuss tonight. We're going to look at, at five topics uh, that have come up with uh, different discussions we've had through the years. And I know Jay's had the discussions. I've had the discussions. I've done podcasts on some of these topics, little bits and pieces. But, you know, this is actually a first time for me to be able to get uh, other insight from, from others. Uh, obviously, our co-host Jay can, can you know chime in. And so we're going to cover these topics. But, Jay, as we always do, before we go into that, we do have to pay homage to the sponsor of this show, which is Electrician Pride. So let's kick off that commercial. And I'm sure we have all the different goodies to show while we're showing this. So those that are over on the podcast, come on over to the video. It's over on youtube.com forward slash master the NEC. All one word. Check it out. But let's get this commercial out of the way. Today's show is sponsored by electricianpride.com, your one-stop shop for electrician-specific t-shirts, hoodies, phone cases, mugs, die-cut stickers, leggings, and so much more. Featuring unique designs for electricians, journeymen, and master electricians, as well as electrical engineers and electrical inspectors. For more information on all the products that are available, visit us at www electricianpride.com today. All right. And uh, again, Jay was showing off some of the, the wares. He got lots of mugs. And I will say a lot of the prices have been slashed. So make sure you check it out. And uh, a lot of the shirt prices we were able to get down a little lower. And uh, a lot of the merchandise, neat stickers, all different types. The Tesla, you know, got Electrician Lives Matter one. We got the God, what is it? God code uh, god family and code one we've got some mugs brian showed that on our facebook page if you haven't joined the facebook facebook go over and get on our facebook page you just look for master the nec and if you want exam prep it's master the nec exam prep got two different channels going on over there okay what do you think you're a member of those aren't you jay yeah i am a big big shout out to brian um i know that he's passed exams and he's still with us code strong so big shout out to those guys who to support us and make sure that you subscribe make sure that you follow make sure that you get involved with uh what we have going on because it's exciting oh yeah exciting. what do we do what uh, usually on wednesday nights we have you know the exam prep where we just kind of i put a bunch of questions on the screen and let the students try to answer them and then i help you navigate it's been real successful so um i don't do that every wednesday sometimes i do take a break but usually it's every every wednesday okay all right, so let's kind of get into t tonight's topics a little bit, uh, Jay, so we can kind of cover these and make sure we get to them. And I do want to get your insight on a lot of these. Being a, a, a I'm not going to say new business owner. Uh, you've been around now for, I guess, six years or so, something like that? About six? Yeah, about six years. So I'm, I'm pretty seasoned, especially okay. in the resident. 
Okay, so you started from the ground up, uh, like many out there who are venturing into maybe being their own boss, you know, uh, or, or working for somebody. They, they, you know, some of these topics today are going to kind of dig into those things that you have to be aware of. At least uh, if we can help you hit the ground running and reduce some of that uh, that learning curve, that's what that's what we're here for, and that's what this episode is kind of kind of geared to helping reduce that learning curve uh, and a bunch of topics that come up. So. Jay, without further ado, let's jump into the actual first topic, and that is how important are business cards to your business, okay? So again, how important is that? The controversy that people have with that is, do you need business cards? What is some tips on a business card and things like that? And how do you utilize the business cards? And really, should it be one of the very first things you do? And again, I want to get your opinion on it. Of course, I'll chime in as always because I can't stop this thing from rolling. But go on and give me your thoughts, business cards. Yeah, what do you so think? Before I even started my business, when I was venturing out about a year before trying to do side work, um, I had my master's um, license. So I guess I was, wasn't fully an electrical contractor, but I was trying to do just a little service work on the side, maybe get you know a ceiling fan upgrade or some kind of... Um, Vice replacements, maybe something like that. So, I actually went down to Office Depot, and I came up with one of their. I selected one of their options that they had, and I put my information on it, and I passed it out, and I, I got a couple of hits back. And as I kept growing, and then I started wired up, and we kept going. Then I started hit, uh, marketing with Vistaprint. I would go to Vistaprint, and you can get. Oh man, you can probably get hundreds of business cards. For oh, it's that. cheap. It's cheap. And the online design thing is so intuitive and you can put your own logos. I mean, I mean, I, I we support local printers. Okay. We support local people, but look, if you go through the number that we go through and different things and want to be creative uh, and changing, for example, you know, Jay's going to give you some examples his, but I mean, so here's business cards, and this is only a sampling of some other ones that I have. So I don't stick with one design. Um, and sometimes I get business cards with specials on them or coupons or discount codes, or and some of mine have QR codes on it so the customer can scan it. Um, this one, for example, for the electrical contracting has multiple QR codes on it. Um, so again, it's be creative with your cards and they're so cheap at Vistaprint, although, again, wherever you go and get a good deal, go where you, wherever you want to go, but definitely get the business cards. Now, Jay, what do you think about real estate on a business card? I see so many people. There you go. There's Jay's. For those that are over on the podcast, we're showing some examples of business cards. So make sure you, if you're just listening to the podcast, uh, it's important information, and we'll try to paint a mental picture. But if you want to get a chance to go over to the YouTube channel, check it out because you get to see some samples. And again, I, you won't be able to really get the flavor of it on the screen uh, because of it, but you see some QR codes there. You see Jay's code there with his logos. And there's my Electrical Code Academy and QR codes. And, and of course, the engineering uh, stuff that we do right here, uh, you know, consulting and, you know. So anyway, bunch of different cards. Uh, and again, they're so quick to make and so inexpensive. Um, you know, I can't even remember. It's like nine or 10 bucks for, for a hundred or, or whatever, something it's, you know, no brainer, right? 
So you're like me. I don't think you can. I don't think you can get too busy on on a business card. You know, as, as long as you're getting the right information. So I have a I have a few photos on mine, as you can see. Sure. On on the YouTube side, I have a picture of myself, the logo of our company, and then also some work that we did in uh, probably one of the basins we we do here in Colorado, and I also have my certifications. Sure. Um, and on the back, that's on the back is great because that's where you can put your personal information, put your name, what you are to that company, whether you're the owner, whether you're a sure. PM, whether you're a crew lead, and then you can also add maybe your email address. You can even do little bulletin points of what. Yeah, you I got bullet points on mine. I've got I've got you know bullet points on the back, and you can't really see that one, but. Uh, here, if you can't really see because of the glare of the studio, but you see these right here. These are all bullet points. And um, the other thing that's interesting about the cards is that you want to give them out like water. I mean, you just want to keep them circulating. Again, it's the cheapest form of marketing. Other than people say word of mouth is the best marketing, it can also be bad. Um, somebody doesn't like something, they, they go out of their way to tell 10 people versus when somebody likes something, they might tell one person. So always try to do good things and that way you don't get that spreading around. But the neat thing about business cards is, so that old saying, remember we said, you know, more is best, less is weak. Because on a, on a billboard, less is best because you got a, seconds to see it. On a card, this is going to sit in front of them. They're going to analyze it. You always also, I tell people always, make sure you have a website. Because again, some people don't yet and some people use other forms, but I'm just giving my advice. The reason I say about having a website is because it's a place for a customer to go and they become a captured audience. Once they're there, you can put anything that you want in front of them and you have captured them, okay? So incidentally, we also, I don't know Jay knows this, but over on our website, masterthenec.com, we do offer a service where we help design websites for electricians. It's only for electricians. That's all we do is just make those. So that's another part of uh, Electrocode Academy Incorporated that actually will help you get your own website in basically a very straightforward, easygoing website. But you got to have it because it allows you to put things there, specials, uh, pictures of your work, testimonials. Uh, again, sometimes, and even in an ad, in a paper or a publication, they charge you per print. So if you can't pay for a lot of print, but you can at least put a website in there, guess what? You at least get them to the site, and then guess what? At that point, you're not limited to the information you can provide them. Now, you might be limited to their attention span, but, but once they're there, they're there. Okay, so again, I put everything websites, emails, you know, everything on here, that type of thing. So QR codes to make it very simple to our Facebook, they can scan it to our website. They can scan it with a QR, everything. We try to make it as easy as possible. Be creative. Jay puts pictures of his work on his. Again, be creative. Business cards are cheap. I didn't think of the QR codes though. That's pretty cool. For a gentleman who's a little seasoned like yourself, I wouldn't see you being more advanced in that area. Dude, I create online courses and training. How much more technical can you be than me, okay? I'm tech savvy, okay? Hush your mouth. All right, look, respect your elders. All right, look, so the next thing that we talk about is, let's talk about use, Jay, of these business cards. I will tell you a little story about what I used to do back in the day 
with business cards. Uh, I was starting out, I would go to the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the uh, any store that sold lighting other than Supply House because they kind of catch you. But anywhere that sold things like, um, even in the, the Walmart's lighting section, things like that, uh, Costco, I was famous for going in the Costco's and, and going in because, you know, consumers are buying these, these luminaires and fans and then they realize this is way over their head. So... I would actually take my business cards, my electrical cards, and I would slide them in the boxes. Now, all the boxes usually have where the tops, they have open sides. They tape the front, but the sides are open. There's always a side or something that you could slide a card in there. So if somebody's open it, they might see it. And I have gotten work from that where uh, one builder who actually bought all the luminaires, they were going to do it themselves uh, in order to, I guess, save money on the trim out, I guess, uh, from the electrical contractor who roughed it in. I don't know. But anyway, he bought all these luminaires and ceiling fans. And once he got there, he happened to get some with my cards in it. Thank goodness. And next thing you know, he calls me up and really realized he was in over his head. There was just way too many luminaires, way too many ceiling fans. He was crunched for time. And I got the business. And I got more of his business from it. So that worked for me. But I also got work from different consumers who would open it up and realize this was way more than they bargained for. Now, when I'm starting out, I'm willing to take that low-hanging fruit. That pays the bills. That puts food in the mouth. And you know, I ain't the littlest guy. So that was beneficial. Also, I used to go to my guys, when they go to parking lots, they would put these under the windshield wiper of cars that were to the left of them when they got out the driver's side door or the helper out the passenger side. They would put them under the windshield of the actual cars around them when they were in the parking lots like Lowe's and Home Depot, whatever. So I always had a stack in there and I said, look, I don't mind replenishing it. Give them out. Personally, when I was somewhere and I saw contractors, I would go and I'd actually take one and in between their door and the window, that little seal, I would slide one of these down right there where they grabbed the handle and my business card would be right there so they would see it and it would hold it in there nice and snug so even if they were driving down the road, it wouldn't blow out. It was right there, and then eventually they'd see it. And I had gotten business from that, too, from contractors. So, again, I'm a believer in giving these things out like mad. It's cheap, cheap marketing. What do you think, Jay? I, I agree 100% on, on everything you've done. I've never put them in the actual fixtures at the Home Depot. so that You're beyond something. that now, right? You're just that's, – that's so lowbrow for Jay now – to do that, you know, that's... I wish I would have started like that. And, and if I do more service, I would probably do something like that. Because you think about it, hanging a ceiling fan, that might be, for some contractors, 250 bucks. And if you're the person doing it, let's say it's the owner like yourself or myself, and we're doing it, that's 250 profit then, pretty much for us. I'm, what I mean is I'm not yeah. having to pay one of my residential wiremen to show up with the van to unload everything yeah. and now I'm taking away two hours of their time paying them mm -hmm. so, so you know it could actually be pretty beneficial if you could do 250 bucks a week do mm -hmm. that by times four you got a thousand bucks in your pocket at the end of the day and word of mouth then begins to spread you know yep. and we have all these apps like next door and and all these other things that actually share from neighborhood to neighborhood. So word of mouth is great advertising, but sometimes you got to kickstart that machine. And business cards are a great way to do it, and they are just flat out cheap. It has to be the cheapest form of advertising there is for that, you know. Uh, word of mouth is not so cheap 
because you have to work at it and then you have to rely on others to propagate it. Takes, Cards, takes just years. give them out. Here's to come with the word of mouth. That, that, that means you have to really be stationary in what you're doing and let the process work out. You got to believe in the, in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, what you could do also with business cards is you can turn them into magnets. Yes. Business card on the magnet. Now you're losing the backside of it, so you may design it a little different. Sure. You may try to cram everything into one and just be more specific on what you're putting on there. Make sure your your contact, your phone number, your email, so they can then reach out to you. Um, yeah, I wonder you if they make a two-sided magnet. magnet. I wonder if they make a magnet where it has the advertising on both sides. If not, hey, somebody out there. The magnet's going to work whether or not it's black on one side and the printing on the other. Sandwich the magnet between the printing areas and get a double-sided magnet. I'm sure they're out there. Okay, I'm sure that's not, you know, it's not like me going, hmm. Something. No, but I'm sure there's something out there. But again, real estate, don't want to lose, no, don't want to lose that real estate on that card, but perfect. Yes, business, magnets, put them on the panel, leave one on the electrical panel. Dude, you can probably put them on people's mailboxes. Don't go inside their mailbox, but you could slap it on the side of it while you're, you know. No violation of the postal code. You didn't put it in the mailbox. There you go. That's the way to get around it. What I would do, Paul, too, is I would would put probably a stack of 50 of them. They come from Vistaprint, probably about 50 in a box, and I'd put them on each van. And then I would stop at Hot Tub um, places. It didn't matter if it was cow spa. It didn't matter if it was your local hot tub. I, I wasn't, I wasn't driven to just one or, or devoted to just one, but I'd stop into the hot, uh, hot tub spa place and talk to their guys and just drop off 20, 30 cards. And I would receive calls. I'd probably get about five calls a month for hot tubs. Hey, it all adds up, baby. It all adds up because of the business card. Yeah. You know, it's just a quick way of someone giving out your information too. You can you can give it to someone to give to others is, is how the process works. So get a bunch of them, leave them at your local supply house. Heck, I remember uh, communities, they would have a bulletin board like oh, at yeah. their clubhouses. And, and you'd have one of those safety pins that you would take off, one that's not being used, or maybe a plumber's, take his off, whatever, and then put <laughs> yours right in. <laughs> get rid of him. Right into that spot. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, grocery stores usually have the boards, community boards, uh, yeah. you know, just ways to get it out. And the other thing is take a really good picture of your business card, and then you can share it on your social media. You can try to generate local interest in your social media. Uh, again, you can post it on uh, posts on the like the next door, which is your neighborhood thing. Now, remember, a little trick about that is, they don't like you to promote your business yourself on the next door if you have next door. Next door is pretty neat because I get like seven or eight hundred homes in a subdivision, and you get on that next door, and there's probably going like my next door. I probably have three thousand homes when you think about the different communities that are in it. You can't post your business on there, but somebody else can as a recommendation. So, quick tip: as long as you're still in good graces with the wife. If you're married or the partner, significant other, whatever, son, whoever, you could have them posted as a recommendation and put your business card as an image. And again, that uh, gets it throughout the neighborhood and at least gets you started, get your word of mouth going in the neighborhood. Just make sure that you do this. You are licensed. You do have contractor's licenses. You follow all the laws in your state. When it comes to licensure, I am not a believer in unlicensed work. Um, you know, 
uh, and we have another episode where we talk about those type of things, but insurances and all that, unless you're going to do work under a licensed contractor like Jay will allow guys to do. Um, but again, make sure that you're just not giving your work to anybody. Make them show you a license or proof of insurance before you accept anything. Okay, too many people scamming people out there. Okay, we hold licenses, we hold contractors' licenses for a reason. One, it's the law, and two, it tells the consumer that we know what we're doing, that we have some kind of formal training, that we've been through the time, and we're going to do good work. Now, everybody's created equal, so good is eye of the beholder, but we all should be trying to achieve a minimum safety, okay? And I spend a lot of time teaching that, and so hopefully people that listen to that are in the same mentality. Keep us safe, get licensed, or use licensed people, okay? I don't know. I drifted off topic on that. I went on my little soapbox there, but... Okay, so business cards. We definitely, Vistaprint's a great place to get them, or local printer, whatever. You can get them in bulk. I like the fact that I can get them in small quantities because I'm changing these things out often. I'm keeping them fresh. Always new design, that type of thing. Okay, enough of that. All right, next thing in that same topic area, Jay, I wanted to talk a little bit about our vehicles. Uh, name on your vehicles, logos on your vehicles. Um, I know that you wrap your vehicles. I today use magnet mounts that mount on the side of my vehicles and it has the company name. In Texas, you have to have your license number at least two inches high of the, of the license number uh, and everything and the phone number and everything on that. Um, it's like a rolling billboard. It's an advertisement piece everywhere it goes. And who doesn't want to get some potential business from a rolling billboard? If you're too good that you don't need any business, it's better to... Get it coming in and you have to turn it down, then the phone not ring at all. And I hate to turn anything down. Right. Okay, but. Yeah, you're that good. Give me a call because I'll take some of the business if you're here in Colorado for you, okay? There you go. Jay will take, he will so. take all of the business if you're that good and that you don't have or don't want any new business. But so tell me, Jay, mine's pretty cheap. I also get my magnet mounts from Vista Print. And I think it's like 80 bucks and I got four of them because I got one on the left, one on the right of the vehicle and then one on the back. So that when I'm stopped, people see me from behind. Sure. And then when people are beside me, they see me from the side and I'll have on there my phone number and everything. Uh, now I do keep that pretty brief because again, you only have a few seconds to capture somebody. I want to make sure they get the phone number. If they snapshot it with their phone, that's the big thing today, you know, see something and go, Oh, I remember that for later. Let me boop, 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 take a picture. But you wrap your entire vehicles. And I think it's awesome. And back when I was a contractor, mine were all back before the wrapping stuff. When I was a pretty big contractor, I had mine all painted. And I had my logos on it, my numbers. You can imagine I had all the, uh, back then in the day, it was electrical service specialists. And before that, it was AA Electric with my brother. And we had all that, that marketing because we believed in it. And it worked for us. You know, people noticed it. But tell me a little bit about your wrapping. So you do a full vehicle wrap. Yep, we do a full vehicle wrap. So I have two vans and a trailer. And when I purchased my first van, I went from a Pontiac Vibe that you guys probably have heard me talk about in previous episodes. That was my first work vehicle. So I didn't get that one wrapped. But that was my beginning vehicle. I, I would end up you know, putting two pieces of Unistrut across the top. Yeah. <laughs> Self-tapped it down. I had my ladders. So You do what you, know, you got to do. It was what we had to do to get going. And so then it motivated me to go out and get a van. And, and then my credit score went up. The wife brought up my credit score. And, and, there you go. Um, next thing you know, I was, I was approved for a van. It was like one of those moments where, you know, you're, you pinch yourself. You're like, I hit the big really time. 
I hit the big time now. I got the van, the decked out, shelled out van. And and it did. It came with the shells, which was pretty cool. Awesome. And um, came with the pull down ladder to the the hydraulic ladder rack that folds down. Awesome. By grabbing Dude, he the, went big. The he went big time. He must have had a big but, loan. He went big time on that. Yeah, but when you, when you have the van in your driveway and it's just white. And you're just like, all right, man, I have to do something to this. I'm missing all of this here. I'm missing all of this here. It's I'm me screaming me. You know, and I don't want that. I don't want to be considered a plumber or a painter. So I had to put the, the, the wrap on it. So I hooked up with one of my local um, local wrap. Jesus. Uh, uh, do you think Jay's ragging on the plumbers today or something? That's like his second plumber <laughs> reference. I don't know. Any plumbers out there, no offense. No offense. No. We know that there's only three things y'all need to know. Hot on the left, cold on the right, and something doesn't run uphill. But, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I've offended people. I've, I've offended my plumbers. I love you, plumbers. Hold on. Where, what, how you do that little thing? What is it? What is the, the heart? The heart? I love my plumbers. Okay. All right. Anyway. Cool. So on your wrap, you got your logo, you got your phone numbers, things like that. All the, you know, the pertinent information, contractors, you know, contractor license number, if it's required in your state, it's not required in every state. Um, but that, that is also, so that's consider you consider that essential that we have to have something on our vehicle. I mean, if I'm on a job site and I want to send somebody, a helper to a supply house or somewhere I'm going to send them in the work vehicle because I want people to see, I want that to be a rolling vehicle. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's everywhere. I imagine your big, your big trailer looks awesome on a job site. Probably looks awesome when it's sitting in a parking lot, probably be neat to park at a busy intersection for a while during the day, you know, or something, but that seems awesome. But again, worth it. What would you say, what would you say a wrap costs? What does it cost to you? about 1500 1500 if you're doing a three-quarter wrap so we have a three-quarter wrap where there's nothing on the hood but to the left and right side of the driver's seat maybe a little bit forward it starts to wrap and it kind of goes up at an angle so i'm losing maybe a third of the bottom if you're facing the van um okay. the bottom back side i'm losing it a, a little bit but again you don't want to get i don't have a full full wrap as well i have a three-quarter okay. wrap so it goes down the sides and then on the back, the back is huge. I mean, I have the big logo, all my information. Because like you said, when people are uh, driving up behind you and they're they're sitting there in traffic, because we have bumper-to-bumper traffic here yeah. in Colorado, um, there's no better way to advertise than to have that huge uh, logo back there. So, yeah, all my, my two vans are wrapped. My trailer's wrapped. I was actually fortunate to work in northern Denver where we did an outdoor mall. And this was when I just got my trailer. It's a, it's a brand new 2019. I think it's a Wells Cargo trailer, 10 by 10. Um, super, super nice. And first thing I did within a week, I had it wrapped. By the second week, I had it up on the job site in a pretty busy zone where people could see us. And during that time, I was even getting calls from general contractors that were on the site. Because you got to think, it's a strip mall. And there's probably about... 150 stores going on i may be exaggerating but pretty close and so there were people that were were showing up electrical contractors plumbing contractors hvac contractors that were showing up trying to do their job but maybe they got too busy so for us 
I'd have contractors, hey, man, I see your your trailer out here. Is there any way that you have time to maybe come look at this G-Star retail store? I said, oh, yeah, of course. Let me let me meet you over there. I'll be over there in 10 minutes. I would I'd walk over there, meet the g- general contractor. Wh- whoever the old electrician was, I didn't care. They weren't doing their job, and I had the manpower to do it. So I picked up you know a few other jobs there, and, and it just so happens it was because of the trailer that I left on site. So Hey, it's, it's a doggy dog world, man. You know, at any given time, a contractor better live up to the expectations of their customer. Somebody's willing to step right in there and meet that expectation. And if they can meet it, I mean, again, don't be hating on somebody. Don't be hating on Jay because he takes your work from you because he's there ready to do it and you couldn't do it. You got to adapt because he's ready to do it and everybody's ready to do it. And Jay knows it's the same way. If he doesn't meet expectations, there's always somebody in the wings ready to step up. So you always have to be on your game. Don't get set complacent and set back. You got to be on your game. And I like to think electricians are always on their game. We're always ready. We're always the sharpest uh, knife in the draw. You know what I'm saying? Is it draw or drawer? Um, I'm from Virginia. So I say draw, draw, drawer, whatever. All right. Wherever you keep your knives at, okay? All right, so definitely want to do the vehicle wraps or magnet mounts. Again, I love my magnet mounts. I'm not into it anymore doing the whole vehicle thing. You paint your vehicle, whatever you want to do. Have anybody ever steal your magnets? Have you ever had a stolen magnet? Did anybody ever never had magnet? Never had anybody have a desire to steal my magnet unless, you know, again, I guess I don't have haters that live near me. Guess any of my internet listeners that are my haters will travel all the way to Texas to steal my magnet, then I still feel like I won because they're easy to replace, you know. But no, I've never had anybody take take a magnet. Now I do, you know, I do take my magnets off at night and put them back on because it, you know, just easier because it gives me the weather can deteriorate them or no. Actually, mine, the ones I have, still look as good and you know had them. But again, they're so cheap. So for eighty bucks, I get four. So you buy them in a pack of four from Vista Print. It's just cheap. In fact, they made a mistake on my order and actually sent me eight. And when I contacted them to pay for the other four, they were like, no, it was our mistake. Keep them for us. I mean, that's Vista Print for you. And I was like, okay, I'll keep them. You know, so I've actually got eight of these things. So again, and I've had them now for four years and they look like new. I do keep them clean. Um, that type of thing. I wipe them down, you know, simply green. I use simply green almost in everything. I clean my grill, my, my smoker, you know, I got a rec tech 700 smoker shout out to rec tech. Um, but I keep it, you know, I keep everything clean. All right, let's move on. So the next thing we want to talk about is, uh, uh, real briefly, Jay is dress code. So I had a dress code, kind of, there you go. There's the logos and the shirts and everything. So I had a dress code when I was a contractor. Um, and that is we provided all the T-shirts because I got T-shirts made up in bulk silkscreen with our logos on the front and the back. We didn't do a monogram because we, you know, we gave them out and gave them plenty of cop, you know, plenty of them. And we knew they were going to worn out and things like that because uh, they would wear them for rough ends and they'd have some that we'd give them for, for when they'd go to service calls and that would be, you know, so easy to change it out, that type of thing. And we had some uh, polos, but they were more for when they were going to do an, one of our estimates or doing a call. But we provided everything to them. Even if they wanted to wear khakis, we gave them options. We would get them the khakis. Um, if they wanted to wear blue jeans, we let them buy their, they buy their own blue jeans. They just couldn't be holy jeans. 
Okay, we didn't care if they were faded whitewash or the dark, you know, country boy type of of jeans or whatever, uh, Wranglers. It, we don't care as long as they look good, but they had to wear our shirts. Okay, and that was kind of our thing. Um, but we did, you know, we did um, give them the khakis if that's what they wanted. We give them a couple pair of khakis. I think I can't remember, but I think it was. I want to think it was three pair of khaki and two pair of the blue, just they were blue color khaki and in their size, they would tell us what and we'd get it. And uh, again, uh, the khakis would come out of their paycheck, but we would be, it would be at cost, but the shirts, we just, we would give them the shirts. What about you? Yeah, we would do a bunch of shirts. We started off with um, every summer, pretty much every summer we do a new order and we try to add new flavor to that order so in the beginning it was maybe two or three colors i think we had the lime green the safety orange and i believe it was like a burgundy red something like that and mm -hmm. we had the logo on the back for that set the next summer we had obviously more employees so we had to vary the sizes and so we're doing more older orders in bulk and we would change it up we would change the guy maybe in the front now. Maybe he's on your front chest. And now instead of three colors, it was maybe five. Now, okay. I, don't, I don't have a, I, I never told my guys they have to wear the same colors. And you have to be with us for three months before you get those shirts. Okay. So, so, so you're, and it's not to point you out that, that you're the new guy. Obviously, they'll see you not wearing what, what we have or what we provide to the other guys. It's just a loyalty. You know, I need three months of loyalty from you to then give you these t-shirts and for you to feel part of the team um, you got to prove yourselves and that's probably just because i came up as a commercial electrician and it was rough going um sure. so i kind of implemented that into our system but every year we we get more product we went from just regular t-shirts to long sleeve t-shirts to hoodies and you can see the hats um mm -hmm. we do different colors i'm the only one that wears the blues um, I stayed true to the blue for the project manager, the other guys, because again, I try to separate myself from them because when I do a job walk, like you said, I want to stand out. I want to make sure that sure. I'm representing wired up at the highest level. And my sure. guys are awesome. I mean, they even, awesome. <laughs> they're always hitting me up, man, for free merchandise, you know, Hey, <laughs> hey boss, man, when are you coming out with the new, with the new steez, man? When are you going to give me the new shirts, bro? You know, <laughs> so. You know, I, yeah. So, so it's def definitely, um, definitely, you know, big on a dress code, making things look good, setting an image, setting the professionalism. I was big on that. Um, of course, in my teaching world, I travel all over the country. It's always shirt and tie. It's just the way I roll. Uh, and in one of my things I do is kind of interesting when I'm doing a big lesson to a big crowd of electricians and I'm in a suit and tie. First thing I do is take that tie off in front of them. I'm like, okay. Got to get rid of this, button it down a little bit. Setting the tone. Yep, yep. Setting the tone and saying, hey, I'm just like you. Let's, let's get our, let's get a roll up the sleeves and let's learn this thing. I'm sending a message to them that I am an electrician. Proudest thing I ever did. Well, one of the proudest things I ever did in my life was when I became a master electrician. Of course, journeyman, I got really excited too, but just to be in this trade. So I kind of bring it down, you know, show a little man cabbage, you know, a little bit, kind of bring a little, little man cabbage up there. All right, now I get a little personal. Keep it up, keep it up. All right, so 
And so what I would do is, uh, that's going to be a quote. Somebody's going to start going around quote. Paul said man cabbage. All right, so at the end of the day, definitely dress code, definitely looking good, setting that image so that the customer sees it. And then they're going to not have a problem paying your price because you don't look like a ragtag with ripped up stuff. Some people will agree, disagree. We'll get some thumbs down. But again, if that's how you want to run your business, that's fine. It's the Paul and Jay yeah. show. It's not the somebody else well, let, and somebody else let show. Let us know too on the, on the comments. Let us know what you guys are doing, what your company yeah. requires from you. Maybe, maybe if you're a service uh, technician, you have your name, you know, maybe with your mm -hmm. abbreviation of your last name. I never went, I never really focused on service, but I figured if I ever did focus on service, I would have the individual's name on them. I'd probably provide them the jeans. I'd have a suit for them, probably one for two weeks and then, you know, but then again, you have to do laundry service probably for them to make sure that everything's keeping up to sure. clean. I've seen that with businesses, but if there's a certain dress code that you guys do, let us know. Um, I just, well, I, I never believed in the suits for my guys going out when we did estimates. As long as they had a nice uh, polo shirt, with the logo, yeah. and nice khakis, and you know, and, and looked the part. That yeah. was that was that was this good enough for me. This is about as up as we get is what I have here, and I love these shirts because they have the pocket that I can put my um, when I'm doing job walks. I can put a pen, a marker. You know, Jay, you could also put one of these in there if you wanted. Oh, actually, look at this. I have that in there with my neuralizer. <laughs> look deeply, plumber. Change yeah. your trade. Yeah. So again, if you want to know what we're talking about. These are our donation thank yous. If you donate to Electrical Code Academy on masterthenec.com, you can get the screwdriver with our name on it. It's got eight bits in it. This is a neat little screwdriver. Or you can get the flashlight, which is, again, blinks, or it stays on. Your choice, uh, but you can donate and get them over on masterthenec.com. Okay, so Do they have to donate a certain amount? I, I think last There's time There's $20, $20 donations. Oh, perfect. And that covers the shipping and everything to you. And again, it's again, you know, the, the donation goes through PayPal, so they take their cut. So it's not as much as you think, but it, every bit of it helps us produce the free videos and free content that we keep producing over on our YouTube channel. So uh, as well as our podcast that we do for free. And I do a lot of them. I'm a prolific podcaster. So anyway, they do take up a lot of time. So it helps supplement that. Okay, so. That's our dress codes. We believe in it. We believe it sets a tone and an image. So the next thing we've got, Jay, is kind of interesting for me um, because it is, what is your biggest struggle in starting an electrical business? Now, you might be an apprentice and you, you're not really thinking this yet. You're not in this journey, but you're a journeyman and you're working for somebody and you're like, you know, there's business out there. I'm getting people ask me about me doing work for them. And again, you know, there's no shame in the game. If you don't always have to work for somebody forever, I mean, if there's plenty of, of pie out there for everybody, uh, sure. it's just who dresses their pie up the best, looking good, who gives good service. If you're willing to do that and you want to jump out on it, then you jump out into it. But there's a couple things to remember. The working at 7 and getting off at 3.30 or coming in at 8 and getting off at 4 is not the life of an owner, at least starting out. Okay, you're going to be putting in a lot of time. So again, you might have the perks now where you get off and you get the weekend with your family. Not when you get into business until you get to a certain level. But I'll let Jay speak to that. But for me, my struggle starting out was that I felt like I had to literally do everything. 
I had to be involved in everything. So it was time management for me. My biggest thing wasn't, I mean, for most people, their biggest thing might be they don't have any business. But when you start out and you make this leap, we're hoping that you either have money to sustain you in business for a length of time, whether you have another spouse that works or something that you can sustain you to do all this marketing with your cards and getting out there, or that you have people that are interested in giving you some work so you can start hitting the ground running. So that might not be your biggest concern. If you're starting from nothing and you want to just jump out there, then maybe that is your concern. Where am I going to get the money? Where am I going to get the jobs? That's a real concern. For me, mine was time management. I had the business. I just felt like I had to do, I didn't trust people. Um, that was the hardest thing for me to do. And the worst owner in the world or the worst boss in the world is a micromanaged boss who wants to put their hand in everything. If I hired you and I trust in you, I got to trust in you. I had the hardest time with that when I started in business and it caused a lot of stress. Time management was poor. You've heard me tell the story about how my family came second to my business for many years because I was building up this company and it translated into my teaching company that I've been doing now for uh, over 30 years. So at the end of the day, I tried to do both. I tried to do the contractor thing. I did the consulting thing. I did the teaching thing and I did it all. And I was involved in all of it. And it's, it's, it's even today, it's tough for me. What about you, Jay? Yeah, the scheduling is is always tough. Um, bringing in the work, how you're going to do it, um, taking that leap where you're going from a guaranteed 40 hours a week or 80 hour paycheck if you're getting paid biweekly, which which that's what we do, um, to now going, okay, where am I getting this work from? Um, you know, I I would I would do it on Craigslist. Yeah. I would do Thumbtack. I tried that thumb, thumb. I got an episode on thumbtack and some of those other types of things. Never really was. It, it seemed more time waste. I tell you, well, I know it's off topic and I hate to interrupt you and get everybody's going to know that Paul talks a lot, but I did have some success uh, years ago with the Home Depot thing. Whereas you become a contractor for them. If you buy a product from them, you get enough credits and then those credits will let you get jobs. And for a while there, man, I was buying a lot of stuff from Home Depot. So I had a lot of credits. But so if you're not a contractor, it's not part of that. If you buy a bunch of stuff from Home Depot, get into their Contractor Pro program. And if you get the app, you can actually get quite a bit of work from it. And we got quite a bit of work from it. And uh, today, I could probably have all that work I wanted doing luminaires, ceiling fans, and I just ain't got time, dude. I'm, you know, you've heard Jay say, I'm just an old fart now, but it's out there for you. So, I mean, other options. So, I'm sorry, Jay, go on. But yeah, there's that's, other that's avenues. Good, that's a good avenue to start off with. Um, I use Thumbtack, I've used Home Advisor. Now, I don't, I stay away oh. from the Home Advisor thing. It's too much com competition between other right. people, and I they get paid, re they get paid regardless. So I hate that model, but yeah, well, you got to take. You got to keep up with with what's going on too. Like I've invested in the blue book, but um, anyways, with with starting off, the biggest struggle for me was material, like a good materialist, you know. Because when I was working with another contractor, I usually would have a guy that would be ahead of me doing all the material lists for us. Let's say I'm doing a, an apartment rough in on a big high rise, 
you know, we pretty much have all the material on site. So I'm just sending a helper, hey, man, go grab six half-inch EMT connectors, a couple uh, couplings, some one-hole straps, and then bring them back up, and I'm going to keep working here. Well, now you're going into an atmosphere, kind of the, the unknown, unless you do a lot of side work or work with people on the side and help them out. But even then, you don't realize how big of a commitment you're doing until you look to your left and you look to your right and no one's there. It's up to you. So you're making multiple runs to Home Depot. You're, you're making multiple runs to Lowe's. Maybe Home Depot doesn't have the product that they want. How are you supposed to know? You don't know this. So now you're calling around. You're calling your buddies. Hey, man, where, where, where do you get your material from? Oh, I go to Cost Plus or CES or, or mm-hmm. so-and-so. And that was the biggest struggle for me was was the material and making sure that i could hit my due dates in time doing the work wasn't as difficult um i think it was the material the time and then also a few other ones were was getting the help um because now I'm, I'm committing to every job that someone calls me on i'm interested in every job i'm taking every bite because i look at my schedule and it's not full it's empty you're looking at the schedule on the wall and you're going next week i have nothing on my schedule crap crud i need to i need to start getting it filled up and then next thing you know it's starting to fill up and you're you're out on the job site taking phone calls while you're working because you're the only one working yeah hey um mrs jones yeah i'll be over there tomorrow uh what time uh uh, 9 a.m you go back to your you already have something on the schedule for that (laughs) you already have so now you're calling her again oh mrs jones i'm so sorry click Oh, yeah, I mean, you correct. get you get one shot to make a good impression. <laughs> you get two shots to look like a fool. So, at the that's to be my second greatest quote here. So, um, yeah, I, I agree hundred um, percent. But this goes to tell you out there that there's so many things that you have to think about being an owner. Not that you should shy away from it. It's the greatest thing. But realize that you all of a sudden now take over your insurances. You're responsible for everything. So worrying about where you're going to get the business is important. But there is so many other things that can get in there and really screw with your head when you're trying to be a business owner and, and things like that. So what's definitely. That, that show? It's, it's, I think it's a Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner, where he says, if, if you build it, they will come. Well, and that's that's the same model that I use for Wired Up. You know, if you build this company, Jay, the right way and you get the right guys and you give them the right tools and you're completing your tasks on schedule and you're being respectful and you're getting these repetitive coming back, the, the business will come. The, you'll, you'll eventually get it two to three years into it and then you're going to restructure your business a little bit. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be change and it's inedible. You have to have change and some guys don't like it. So guess what? You may lose a best friend or you may lose a guy that you were close to because he doesn't like that. Now he can't show up 10 minutes late on a job. Now he has two people behind him showing up that are calling me going, hey, Jay, uh, is is so-and-so going to be here today because he has the keys to get into this job? Um, yeah, let me let me call him real quick. Hey, right. man. Oh, hey, uh, long night, man. I'm, I'm just getting out of bed. What? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, that doesn't That's not going to work. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so cool. So again, not discouraged, but there are going to be struggles uh, that you're going to have. Uh, me, mine was trying to do everything. And, you know, Jay's was there's, 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 and in Jay's, he actually rolled in quite a few things 
in there that were struggles for starting a business. So again, everybody's going to be different. Everybody has their own different types of struggles. So that takes me into what is your outlook, Jay, for 2021? Do you think business is going to come back booming? I think that you probably had a, a very good, even it, despite the COVID-19 mess and everything, I know that Electrical Code Academy has done extremely well in 2020, uh, the best year it's had to date, even in the midst of this uh, pandemic. Uh, I guess from in my case, it's online, and a lot of uh, students have that downtime to study and, and really hone their skills and the fast track program prepare to make a better future for yourself. Cause again, if you're studying like a fast track program and you've been through that, yeah. um, they're trying to get licensed, right? Coach strong. They're trying to get licensed so they can step up their game, make more money, get more responsibility, learn the code. And that's another thing about the biggest struggle in starting a business. You don't get paid to do things twice. You get paid to do things right once. That's why, to me, it's so fundamental that in today that students learn the code while they're learning the hands-on. They need to learn code. And there's people out there that poo-poo that. And they say, oh, you know, that's just that's just Paul talking. You don't need, you got a code book. You can go look it up at any time. If you don't know how to use that book or you don't know how to interpret things or understand some of the terminologies in there, you're going to be lost. And you're going to be reaching out to somebody else and you're going to look like a fool when you're the person that needs to make those serious decisions. And so learning the code is vitally important. And I think during this COVID period, we see a surge in students because not just people that are getting their license, but we sell a lot of our programs to electricians that are already licensed who just want to enhance their skills, whether it's our residential, commercial, industrial, grounding and bonding. They want to know grounding and bonding to a higher level. Um, or, or they're preparing for an exam, or they just want to learn the code better. That's the fast tracks. It's not just an exam prep program. What do you think? Well, I invested in the bundle deal um, right after I did. That's the best that. deal going by for two years. Everything. So. Um, it's it's probably the best investment I've done. Be well. Let me roll back. I did the 2017 fast tracks program. Yeah, you were in the, you were one of the fast track students. Yeah, we were we were code strong. I was in there with Brian, Tim. Um, there's a couple other ones. Sorry if I forget you, but we we had a really good core group. And then when the 2020 came out, and I've told these contractors before that are listening that we want to be ahead of the curve, especially wired up. We want to set a precedence. We want people to look at us. And and when I say people, I mean other maybe other electrical um, contractors or even the inspectors. I don't want to rely on the inspector to fail me sure. and then I learn the code, the new codes through failures. I don't want to do that. So what I'm doing is I'm investing in the bundle deal and also I've, I've bought into a few of your um, seminars online, your webinars. Webinars, yeah. And I've done a few of those. So we're trying to lead the way here in Denver, Colorado and throughout the, all of Colorado to that higher standard and we hold ourselves to that standard. So what better way than to invest in a program like yours where you're you're dialed in. Can you and you were mentioned something about the, the we also have on our YouTube channel the uh, we have a, on our YouTube channel we have the 2020 NEC analysis that we do which is where we analyze the 2020 NEC uh, one article at a time so that's over on our YouTube channel you can join that for as little as 499 $4.99 a month uh, or you can be a VIP and get, you know, coupon discounts for our Electrician Pride store if you want to buy merchandise. 
uh, which we have lowered some prices for you. Um, but you didn't. You get the coupon. You get a 10% off anything in the store uh, with that perpetually. I mean, it doesn't go away. Um, but if you just want the code stuff, and that's another way to do it, as we analyze that one article at a time. And we just finished an uh, Article 680 series, which is, I think, was seven parts uh, that was pretty intense. I mean, we talked about everything you might need to know about pools, spas, hot tubs, and everything in that series. And it's only available to those that subscribe over on the YouTube channel. Not the normal viewership, but you have to click the join button to subscribe. So, again, multiple ways to do it if you're interested in that. Um, What's nice about those, too, are you can go back and rewatch them. So, you oh, know, yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe you're watching half of it and you're, you're going through it and you're like, oh man, I have a inspection coming up on 2020 code and I know Paul went over the new GFI, GFCI locations mm -hmm. and I just did a basement. Where do I need these? How do I do them? What's, what's the code telling me now? And that was a big one too for all basements. I do a lot of basements. Yeah. So, you know, He's the, the basement dual... king. Okay. <laughs> the basement king of Colorado. The Basement King, man, that'd be a good one. That's on a card, baby. The Dude. Basement King of Colorado. Colorado. Uh, I'll only take 10 cents for every card you <laughs> post that on, and it's it's been recorded, so we know I'm going to get my my royalties from that. Um, get them, man. Now, now if, if you could only I've already get got them. Actually, actually, he's bought enough programs from us that I think I'm. I think we're we're square away on that. He's free to use that forever. Okay, he, he's really a good supporter, and I thank you, Jay. He's always supported uh, oh. the show, and I saw a lot in him. Is when we had when I went out to try to find co-hosts for this show, so that again, remember, I don't like to let things go, and I'm, you know, 30 years later, I'm still trying to do that, and uh, needed a co-host. And again, we had a, quite a few people that submitted. And, you know, I was intimately aware of Jay and what he went through and how he did in the program. And I thought, perfect. And a contractor, young, you know, and I, it was great. So he, he quickly rose to the top and i um, glad to have him. Um, but uh, in the time we have, though, I, I, it's my 2021 outlook is very uh, well. I think that we're going to do fine, whatever happens, the election, however, which way you swing. I think moving forward, we're going to get rid of this COVID thing. We're going to get back to work. If you got to wear a mask, wear a mask. Okay. You know, Jay's got masks next week on Electrician Live. We're going to give away a mask. So we've got some masks. There you go with this logo on it. So we're going to make sure you tune in next Saturday. We're going to give some of those away. Um, and I'm going to throw in when I give those away, I'm also going to throw in the screwdriver as well. So you're going to get that. And um, so... I am very much uh, believe that we're going to do, everybody's going to do well in 2021. I think all those electricians that are honing their skills now, that are learning to take their game to the next level. Um, we've got plenty of students that are actually masters that are in our CMECP program that are really working through an intense curriculum with high standards. Okay. Um, and it's a pretty intense program that, that no other electrician certification could meet it is that intense so we have those people in that to take their game to the next level and at the end of the day i'm very excited about what 2021 has to to do uh, you know how it's going to be beneficial for everybody and the electricians out there who are going to take their game to the next level i think what do you think jay 2021 is the year of the electricians there you go the year of the electricians okay i actually had a buddy of mine nathan here with uh, copper connection he gave me a call. He shot, He reached out to me 
earlier this week. It was a guy. Shout out. Shout yeah. out to Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Nathan. Uh, there you go. Yeah, good, good job, Nathan. He reached out to me about our last program and overhead services. He had some questions, and, and I, mm -hmm. I assisted him with that. But he also was, I was actually just talking to him earlier today, and he goes, man, I have a couple journeymen's who who I'd like to 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 see succeed. And we have a place here, it's called Colorado Construction Exam. It's where you go down to the exam center. And I don't know how it works with the whole COVID thing, but you invest in that time and, and you have like maybe six months, you pay about 800 bucks or so and you go down there and they just feed you tests to take and they and they give you a book. So it's, it's not bad that you get the muscle memory, but you're also, to me, it's, it's a way that they're just trying to um, get you ready for the exam by seeing those preps. It's the same thing that, not the same thing that you have, but you have those questions. You have, I believe, 1,600 questions. So, yeah, so I was going to say we have the same type of thing, though it's online. And, again, that's our Fast Tracks program that has overall, there's probably in the 2021, there's probably overall about 1,800 questions overall in the program and a lot of competencies, which you have to fill out. That's not A, B, C, D. You, you actually have to fill it out. So again, that's our fast tracks program. Um, and again, you get your own console, you log in. It's like it, you're, you're part of our university. Also I should mention Jay, and you know this, we did launch and I don't want it to be a commercial, but we did launch in the electricians Academy. So that is over on electrical, um, gosh, instructor.com, electricalinstructor.com. And it's called the Electricians Academy. And it's all of our courses geared towards what you need to know to take your game to the next level. Residential, commercial, grounding and bonding, industrial, the fast tracks is, is part of that. Um, but also it is the Electricity 101 course, which teaches yeah. you all the fundamentals. And, and right now we're also throwing in the Electricity 101 in our bundle pack. I'm throwing it in there. So, Jay, if you don't have access to that, let me know. I'll get you the pack, the, the entry. Uh, we're throwing that in, which is, again, a $315 value. We're throwing it in that bundle. That's a huge was, deal. Wasn't I, wasn't I the first member? I mean, come on. I know when you – no? So. No? No. Ah. I, don't, I don't think the first one. Third, but third, whatever. I don't know. No, no, but we'll see you get that bonus, bonus course. I'll make sure you get that bonus course. So anyway, your outlook again, 2021, the year of the electrician. Okay. So last thing I want to talk about is going to be really, really brief. And this is a question that was asked about to me about when and when are neutrals not required. Okay. So I, we're going to end this episode on a tech thing and I'll be very brief because we're probably going to more detail about this on a future episode. But the question really was, at a service, I'm required to have a neutral to the service. If it's a grounded system, which is like residential, and we'll gear, we'll gear into residential because that's primarily what Jay does. But in most applications, you're going to have to have a neutral to the service in the National Electrical Code. Okay? Well, what about if I'm going downstream to a panel, let's say, that is we're in a non-commercial application now, and I'm going down, I mean a non-residential, I'm in a commercial, and I'm going downstream to a panel and none of the loads in that panel have any neutral loads. Well, then you wouldn't need to carry a neutral to that remote distribution panel because none of the loads in there have a neutral need. Now, while you have to have a neutral to the service on a grounded system, downstream, you don't need a neutral unless you need a neutral. 
Now, if I have a panel downstream that's going to have neutral loads in it, then obviously I got to carry a neutral to it. But I might have an application where I have something like even a branch circuit to a motor or to a piece of equipment. HVAC piece of equipment, HVA, SEU gets run to that all the time. Two hots and an equipment ground. There's no neutral. Okay. So this gets done all the time. So people ask me, do you always need a neutral? To the service, keep it simple. Yes. Downstream from that, if you're going to another panel, like a remote distribution panel, many people call a sub panel. If you're going to that, a sub, if you're going to that and there's neutral loads in that panel, absolutely. Okay. If you're going to a branch circuit to some type of load that does not require a neutral, then I don't need a neutral. Only you know that by looking at your installation. You have to look at it. You have to analyze it and determine whether or not, but you're always gonna have that neutral to the service. If you bring an SC, you watch our residential uh, electrician live, I guess last week's episode, you'll see that from the utility down to the weatherhead, down to through the meter, down to the panel, you're gonna have a neutral involved, okay? And okay, it's gonna, you know, that's what, it, what it's doing, it's carrying the imbalance load between the phases. But once you get beyond the main breaker, and you've got your individual branch circuit devices and it goes out, you may not have a need for a neutral, okay? Sure. So, you know, people struggle with that. But uh, again, neutral to the service, downstream to remote distribution panel, yeah. if that panel's gonna have neutrals in it, you need a neutral. If it's going downstream to a piece of equipment that doesn't have a neutral, you don't need a neutral. I'm not sure why people think you have to bring a neutral to a piece of equipment that doesn't have a neutral termination I don't know, but people ask that question all the time. What are your thoughts? Well, I, coming out of the main service in, in the resi side of it, we have a lot of, um, not a lot, but there's certain situations like maybe an AC where you're just running the two wire, you know, you're running mm -hmm. your hot and what you'd call a neutral, then you phase it out to a, to another leg. So you're bringing 240 to it. Uh, maybe your baseboard heaters. We do quite a bit of baseboard heaters. I actually emailed you this morning about that question. I had an inspector who was down in a, a basement and it wasn't just the basement. We did the whole house. But sure. And what he uh, honed in on the basement, I don't know. But he was down there, and he's checking. Because you here. are the basement kings the of basement Colorado. King. And he tried to get me. He said, hey, man, you need a in, in his list. And, again, no code reference. Sorry. Sorry, Inspector. I won't say your name. But he didn't give me any code references. But he goes, <laughs> he goes hey, man. You need arc fault breakers on these on these heaters and i i call them up this morning after purchasing the two pull 20 arc fault breakers and I, I was reading the code and i go hold on man i only need <laughs> arc faults on 120 single phase so anyways i called him back up and and explained to him and he goes he goes oh okay that's the case you don't you don't need it um you don't need that forget i even wrote that down so <laughs> Anyways, just I didn't wash I didn't bring, that off the paper. Just yeah, just just scribble that off. So I think the other the other small corrections was was doing the bonding screw at the service. I didn't have it in all the way to the can itself to bond it. And then I think I I left a single gang plate a toggle switch plate off on the garage. So I I snapped photos of those, sent it to them, and because again some of these inspectors they don't want to come out if sure. they don't have to, especially on something small. But back to what you're saying about the non neutrals. Or if you're having a neutral, some of these loads, we don't carry the neutral to them. But if I do a remote distribution panel, I'm carrying a neutral because most likely I'm feeding 120 circuits out of there. Yeah, I'm it's, I've, receptacles. Now, if you don't, 
if you don't carry a neutral like what you're saying and and it's a commercial you may want to make sure that it says that on the notes and that you're not you're not required to bring any loads out of that that require a neutral because you may want to try to hit uh an AC, you might be feeding the rooftop unit with a three-phase non-neutral, but you may have to bring that 120 out to do that service equipment um, GFI. That's, you know, sure. You might right you might there. have that receptacle that's got to be within 25 feet, and you and that's going to be fed from that panel. And if you didn't look at the details, and all you looked is the large equipment that came out of it, and it and missed the fact that it needs a 120 volt circuit, brand circuit, then you'll be like, oops. Uh-oh. And I gotta go. Do it from the other part of the building, which is, you know, 300,000 square feet away, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, and, and now you're getting it over there. So back to your point, you don't need the neutral, but if you're not going to carry it, be very specific on what you're putting in that panel because yeah. you may need it. <laughs> yep. You just never know. And, that, and it also is a good point that Jay makes is that for the, for the viewers and the listeners on the podcast Always double check. As electricians, uh, it's important for us. Like I tell people, in our commercial course, you learn how to read blueprints, and we talk about tips and things. But what's real important is that you're just not taking what's on a blueprint blindly. You might not be the design engineer, but you need to have enough knowledge and skill, and that's why we talk about training, taking courses, so that you don't have to depend on somebody else. You're knowledgeable enough to look at it and say, something's not right here. You know, that electrician's, that, that designer's giving me something to a panel, and then I'm noticing that there's a neutral loads in it, but he's calling for it not to have. Uh, and again, like you said, most designers are going to bring a neutral anyway. But again, it sure. could happen. And I just want you to be totally aware of that, okay? And here's what also could happen. You could have a panel that is remote that is only going to supply motors. And then somebody comes along later and decides they want to try to put a breaker in there to get a 120-volt load out there, and there isn't any, okay? That's a oops moment, too. If you happen to be the guy coming in and you bid a job, and you're like, oh, I can run that circuit, and then you get out there and you go, oh, crap. I yeah. can't run that circuit. And then you didn't budget, or you didn't give them a price for running 3000 or whatever the other side of the building was to areas that you probably can't even get to now. Yes. You're going to look foolish. You better have be that thinking, fine printing print down there at the bottom that says <laughs> this bid is only a rough bid and will be further determined when yeah. on site. You know, so some kind of some something that covers you because they'll hold you to it. Maybe it's five hundred bucks that you put in to to put that receptacle on on the roof. And can you now, imagine? Can Can you imagine you doing that and now you're having to think? Wait a minute! I was only going to charge a certain amount, and now I've got to look for what a step down hey. transformer. I've I got to I got to do a step down transformer from a 480 down to get me a 120 so that I can put one receptacle. Yes. There's your budget. There's your budget. There's the budget. You've just lost money. It it's don't make those mistakes. Uh-huh. People make them all the time. Don't make the mistake. Read the when, blueprint. The, well, the commercial it's it's crazy too cuz I do I do commercial too. You know, I'm not the commercial king like I am the basement king. <laughs> he's the basement king. He's, he's so, got a little asterisk on it. He's the basement king, does some commercial. Does some a small amount, small, small commercial product. Little, dis- little, little, little fine print. But, but they'll tell you in there, they'll go, they'll, they'll have their, in their initial first page, you know, make sure you're walking the site. Make sure that you're seeing everything. Nine out of ten times, the electrician does not walk that site, especially if it's an out-of-town contractor who's reaching out to you. 
that they're not even their GC is not even going to be on site until the job starts. You're just throwing bids out there to try to get that job. And then you go in there and then it backfires on you. They say, well, you you're supposed to walk the site before it says it right here. You signed the contract that you did do it. So yeah. make sure you're doing it. Make sure you're looking for those type of um, situations and that, and that you have it in your writing that you know this is a rough bid and it's subject to change due to unforeseen conditions i think that's what we have in ours because sure. uh, some of the stuff you're not going to see now real short i've i've had in an electrical panel and i was doing a basement they already put down the remote distribution panel in the mm -hmm. basement and it showed 16 spaces but really there was only 12 in there but the but the panel cover showed 16 and i wasn't wise enough to open it up and read you know either 12 24 whatever the space right. was or even look at the diagram and i assume okay it's a small basement two lighting circuits two power circuits I already have it here you know uh, 1500 bucks whatever boom done deal next thing i know open it up there's no breaker spaces they're all full so mm. did i lose my butt on that one yeah well, that's the point. That's that's the point where everybody. That's the point where Jay goes. I've got to find some tandem breakers somewhere, yeah. or I need to put some loads. I need to do my clamp on meter and find any circuit that existing that is very weak, so that I can pigtail it together and add these two circuits together. Because people yeah. think you can't do that again. In residential, it doesn't say how many receptacles you can have on a circuit. Not like commercial, where you have to calculate it at 180 VA per strap. And right. in a residential, it doesn't. But everything is based on load. So you end up doing some things and finding a spare circuit that goes yeah. to an attic. And you're like, well, guess what? That's no longer spare. Give me that. And, me I, you, that. Know, you know, we'll do what you've got to do. Uh, in order to be able to do it. Again, they're still going to be protected by overcurrent device. So it's not like you're putting anything at risk. You're just putting more load on that circuit. And most circuits are going to be so underloaded anyway. A bedroom circuits. What do you got in a bedroom? I mean, really, what do you got? You got a ceiling fan. Yeah, ceiling fan. And in a lot of cases, like my house, the receptacles are not on the same circuit as the ceiling, as the lighting. Okay, that might not be the case in yours. But in my receptacles, there ain't no load on them. The alarm clock or, or something or a lamp that you never turn on, right? So again, there's diversity. There's ways around it. If you're a savvy electrician, you can find it. But again, it's that shock of going, oh, crap, I didn't pay attention. And now I've quoted somebody. What do I do? And yep. you know what? That's where the electricians are, are, are like a, a fine wine. They age with time. So, you know, that young buck over there, he'll get it. You know, us old guys know some stuff. But, you know, those young guys, they'll learn it. They'll learn it. You learn it the hard way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the hard way. School of hard knocks, right? Right. Cool. Well, Jay. I think that's probably going to cover our show for tonight. Um, any parting words you want to give? Uh, again, I thank you for being a part of Electrician Live. As I've said many, many times, um, you were you were really uh, handpicked by me uh, to, uh, and again, I just had to get board approval, and they were unanimous with it. And so thanks for being a part of it. Again, I look for a great future for more shows. You out there that listen, you got topics you want me and Jay to discuss, send them to me. Email them. Info, I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com. Just send them in so that we can put them in the schedule to get you some. And if you want to be a special guest on the show, talk about your product or, or something like that, or you're Milwaukee and you want to be a sponsor, contact Jay, okay? Or contact okay. me. Well, you know, I'll send it to Jay because, you know, he's a Milwaukee lover, okay? But at the end of the day, we want to hear from you. 
We really do, and hope you're enjoying these shows. Jay, anything you want to say to everybody Have before we end? Have a great weekend, guys. Be safe. I know it's a three-day weekend for, for most oh, yeah. of you guys, and don't lose sight of, of what you got going on. Go hang out with your family and friends. Um, you know, obviously be safe and keep to certain regulations that your city or your state's trying to keep you under. Um, but uh, have a good weekend, guys. Pleasure. All right. Till next time, folks. Stay safe. God bless. Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy and Jay Brunberg.